0: I hear the train crawling. It's coming round the bend. And I ain't seen sunlight since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison and something else that I can't remember. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Matt and Todd Go to the Movies, the podcast where Matt and Todd see a movie from our local Regal Cinema Theater. Did I say any of that right? Yes, yes. Regal Cinema Theater. Woo! And, oh, I my phone. and we report back to you on what we saw, how we liked it, what our thoughts were, and whether or not we think you should see it. We are both extremely happy to be back at our Regal Theater because AMC has sucked in the last couple of movies that we went to, I felt. But this one was great. Back to the recliner seats, back to our all-you-can-see movie passes. Woo! we're coming out we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel we're coming out i am todd domer
1: and i'm matt malloy and i echo everything todd just said it's great to be back at our regal theater and they reopened on on friday and it's now sunday Um, and we are happy to be recording our first podcast uh, about a movie that we saw back at the old regal so Hopefully everything continues on a good trend with COVID and not everything else. Get your vaccines. Let's do this, America. Yeah, don't listen to us unless you get your vaccine. That's right. If you're an anti-vaxxer, you're yeah. off the podcast. Yeah, you're
0: off. We'll, we'll find you and we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll
1: be we'll give you a stern talking to. That's right. We'll block you from downloads, future downloads. Um, Once we create that technology. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, so... So, yeah, we saw a movie uh, here today, and we're talking about it now, and that movie is called Wrath of Man, starring Jason Statham, doing typical Jason Statham things. Very much typical Jason Statham things. <laughs> and as far as other people in this movie, there's a there's an aging Josh Hartnett in it.
0: Yeah, that was from left field.
1: yeah. He he must have needed some, some cash from his his earlier uh stardom. Yeah. Um and that was it for me as far as recognizable people. Yeah.
0: Well we had a uh an Eastwood in this movie. Scott oh, okay.
1: Eastwood. Scott, Clint's boy. Yep. Very gotcha. similar
0: face structures. Okay. And uh the guy from uh I always forget I can't remember his name. He was in Burn Notice. Okay. Um, he's the main guy in Burn Notice and he was in Hitch. He was like the the bad guy in Hitch kind of I guess.
1: Gotcha. I can't remember his name.
0: White dude short hair. White dude he was in short
1: hair. Gotcha.
0: Which which one was he? He was the 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 leader, leader of the military of the... group.
1: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Other than that, that's it. And I dropped my phone like I said earlier, so I can't check that. I refuse <laughs> to bend down to grab it.
1: Well, we will carry on with this podcast without phone technology from Todd. It's okay. Um, so what was this movie about? Well, the movie kind of has... Uh, it sort of adopts this chapter model where it's giving you like a, a line from the chapter that's going to be said. And then they show you like a little, little chapter vignette of of something. Um And so there's two kind of main things that happen and you get them from from kind of two sides of the same coin at different times. And um, So there's Jason Statham's character, H, if you will. That's not his real name, but I don't think we ever find out what his real name is. You don't, no. Um, So so his character, it starts out where he's kind of, he's joining up with this armed... um, armored car service, where they, you know, an armored car goes around, picks up money from some place, and then, like, delivers it to a bank or, like, a central facility or whatever. Um, And so he's, he's kind of joining his way into this, this armored car business. You don't really know why. Uh, He seems like he has, he pretends not to, but it seems, it becomes clear that he has, like, a lot of um guarding skill, I guess. I don't know. They they much like every Jason Saban movie, <laughs> he's
0: a trained person. Right.
1: He's a trained person. Um and that comes comes to the fore pretty quickly. Uh so so that's one side of it. And throughout the movie you're trying to learn about, well, why is he here? What is he doing? Like why does he care about this armored car things? And you get more and more clues and you find out later that Um, he, uh, he was involved in a situation where his son is killed in like an armored car robbery. Um, when he was not working for the armored car service, he was working for a different business. I don't even know what the business was really, but, um, his son gets killed, he gets shot and ends up in the hospital. And so that is like his motivation. He's trying to find the guy who shot his son. Okay, so that's one side of the equation. The other side of the equation is the group of people who are like ex-military guys who were working together to um, attack armored cars. Um, And they were the group that attacked the armored car where his son got caught up in the mix and ended up getting shot. Um, son was not in the armored car, but he was close by. So, uh, the first part of the movie is Jason Statham trying to figure out what he can about who did this and finally figuring out... Well, I don't know that he ever f- figures out fully that this is the group that's doing it. Um, I guess he does at some point. I don't remember that. I think he does. Yeah. Um, and then... On the other side, this military group, they've been kind of like just on and off, like living off their, their earnings or their winnings very frugally. But they decide to go for one last score, and they're going to attack the place where all the armored cars bring the money, and they're going to do it on Black Friday because all this money will be there, like over $100 million, something like that. So, it all leads up to this climax of, basically, uh, this heist goes down, and uh, it's, it's Jason Statham and the, the, the workers at the, uh, at the armored car place versus the military group, and what's going to happen from there, um, and will Jason Statham's character get, will H. get his revenge? Mm-hmm. And will the military group get away with this huge heist? Mm. So mm-hmm. so that's the movie. Yes. it's a it's an action movie. It's a revenge. It's a heist movie. It's all those things. And Todd will now tell us what he thought of this movie. Well, I think your last comment there really summed up of how
0: I feel like it's a heist movie, it's a revenge movie, it's an action movie, and I was like, it doesn't know what movie it wants to be, <laughs> is my, one of my biggest problems with it. Serviceable action movie, there's some fine action in it. Um, there's fine acting, even though I don't think these roles are necessarily hard. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I the vignette thing that, that that this is a Guy Ritchie film, and it was a little refreshing to have a Guy Ritchie film where there's no, like, smart-talking Brit or something doing smart-talking Brit's thing. But I, it, it was just... It was way too much. Like, I don't think he knew... I don't think he knew really what he wanted to do or what this movie specifically he wanted it to be. And the vignettes thing, I thought, were real dumb. Like, I think you can, you can have... A a fine, good movie that doesn't take place in a straight, linear line, but he was all over the place of, like, here's a scene, and then it would be, like, three weeks earlier, and then it would be five months later, and then it would be three months earlier, and it, it was, like, it was... Too much. And honestly, it it was dumb, all the jumping around. It didn't help build the story. Like, the only vignette that I enjoyed was the beginning of the movie, where you're trying to figure out why, obviously, an overqualified Jason Statham is going out for this job and wants this job. And then as soon as that story kind of, you know, hits its stride and it starts to go, boom. Five months ago, here's another thing that happened and stuff like that. And you're just like, you just get totally... Like, every time we switch pace, I, I get sucked out of the movie. Like, mm. you're not really given a chance to get sucked in. Because it changes pace, it changes story, it changes so much between different vignettes or, like, jumps and stuff like that. Where I think at its heart, this was this could have been a uh, uh, an average to better than average action revenge movie. And I think... I don't know. I don't know Guy Ritchie personally, but I think he just got in his own way, like, uh. of just uh, making it a, a a muddled mess.
1: And what do I always say, Matt? More is less. Less, less is, is more. More. <laughs> <laughs> more is less is not what you say. Uh. So
0: yeah, I mean, like I, um, I feel like Jason Statham is a guilty pleasure to me. I enjoy his action movies. Mm-hmm. And I think that even when we saw the previews for this movie and other movies, I leaned over you a couple times and I was like, I'm excited for this movie, but there's not a reason why I should be. <laughs> yeah. And uh it was a letdown, honestly. Like I just uh and it was it was it was a letdown to me because there were parts of this movie that I thought were really good and could have been built upon, but he didn't choose to do that. He chooses <laughs> he chose to change the vignette and change everything. So uh that was kind of frustrating to watch and really hard to follow at times because you're jumping all over the place all the time so uh i would say if you're a fan of action movies and if you're a guy richie fan and you're a statham fan sure go see this movie there's some decent good action parts and stuff like that maybe you'll like it more than i did or maybe you'll really dig the vignette style or whatever with the name cards beforehand i just think that's Lazy, bad filmmaking. (laughs) And uh, you've seen it in other places. Tarantino does it all the time. It's just... Not all my movies need to be in a linear line. But the jumping all over the place is bad. And to me, and this is me really going out there in my opinion, I think filmmakers do it when they don't know specifically what the movie they're making is. Or what they want it to be. So, yeah, if you want to watch it for yourself and see if you like it, I support you. Um, If you're not into action or Guy Ritchie or Statham, then this is probably a movie you can skip. Like, I don't think it has anything for you. (laughs) And that's where I'm going to end it. Matt, how did you feel about this jumbled mess?
1: Ah, jumbled mess. Well, uh, as referenced in previous podcasts, I really don't like it when things are out of order yes. not that it can't be done well it can be but this was not done well absolutely um it was uh conf- confusing at times to figure out where exactly you were in the timeline of of what's going on um, It wasn't terrible but it was not good either yes um it was like barely barely tolerable i'll say uh-huh. And th- the jumps are really not even, like,
0: the biggest jump is, like, five months. Right. But there's probably, like, ten jumps in the movie. Right. And they're, like, they're from, like, one week earlier or five months later and three weeks earlier. It's, they're, it's just crazy to me. Typically, jump movies like that go back a good ways or, like, you see a childhood thing or whatever. Right. Ugh.
1: What you really have to do is, like... Keep a piece of paper with you as you watch it, and then whenever there's a jump in time, you have to like reference it from where you are right now, Um, because there's times where they're like five months earlier, and then they're like one week later. So it's it's for four months and three weeks earlier, and then anyway, enough about that. Um, The other thing that I agree with you that the little Little cards with with lines from the movie on them um, was dumb. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna do those cards, don't make it like something that the character says in the in that scene with the throwaway line. Yeah. Like there's one of them that's called "Bad Animals Bad," and <laughs> it ends up ge- getting said by one of the characters, and he's he's talking about like. Be- because the adults ate the cake before the kids, he's like right. bad animals, bad. Right. It was at a birthday party, and oh. and it had nothing to do with actually what happened in that scene. Man, so it's uh, it, it was a dumb idea. Guy, bad guy Richie, bad. bad. Um, the good of this, I thought that the story was somewhat interesting when I could keep track of you know where we were in time i did want to know what happened and i wanted to know what what would happen and how it would resolve i mean it's an action movie so you kind of have an idea of how it's going to resolve or your expectation of it but you still want to know how you get there and and it wasn't an action movie in the way that it's just like oh we just shoot guns the entire movie and there's no real plot there is a decent plot to this um and and i thought they did a good job of <coughs> setting it up and carrying it through. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, sneeze it out, Todd. Sneeze yeah, it out. It's happening. Um, you brace yourselves. <laughs> so, so there was some potential there, but I think again you muddled it up with with telling the story out of order, and uh, you could have done a better job. Stupid even if you needed, and... yeah, even if you needed to tell the story out of order, which. I could see some of that for this like you didn't want to reveal initially that uh H's son was killed. Yeah. Okay. So you can you can save that bit, but I think you could have you could have jumped less around. Absolutely. So, so I will say um I enjoyed that part of it. The action sequences were pretty good. Um and they did have uh the the military group that was planning this assault, um, they did make good use of like a little diorama, which <laughs> they used to map everything out. And they had like they had like matchbox cars to represent different things, yes. uh, labeled nicely. And uh, a
0: lot of time was spent there.
1: <laughs> a lot of time was spent there, and. Whenever, like during the the climactic scene, whenever like you needed to know something, they went back to the diorama and showed how they planned it with matchbox cars. I liked that. I thought that was a that was a fun and funny uh, way of kind of letting you know what was going on or what was going to happen. Um, so, kudos for that. Maybe I'm the only one who enjoyed it, but uh, I did enjoy it. So, so yeah, so. Like you said, Todd, if you like action movies or Guy Ritchie or Jason Statham, or Josh Hartnett, (laughs) or Josh Hartnett, you probably want to give this a watch. Um, It's it's you know it's a a, a serviceable action movie, Um, but if you're a forty year old mom who's still crushing on Josh Hartnett, then yeah. He still looks like Josh Hartnett. Right? So. Still does. So. And what's he? What's his name in this? Boy Sweat.
0: Yeah. Something. Yeah, Boy Sweat. Something. Boy yeah. Sweat
1: Billy. Boy Sweat Billy. Great. Yeah, perfect name. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say if you're in that category, check it out. If not, skip it. Uh, you don't need to see this in the theater. Uh, You can wait till it goes to a streaming service that you subscribe to and you'll be fine. Thinking about the nicknames that people had in this movie,
0: it's ridiculous to me. Because everyone has an elaborate nickname that this one guy who works at the armored car stuff, Bullet, is his nickname, Mm -hmm. gives people. Mm -hmm. And some of them are like three words, like Boy Sweat Billy and stuff like that. And then when Statham gets hired, he's like... He's like, all right, your, your name's Patrick Hill. And he goes, Hill, Hill, Hill. I'm going to call you H. <laughs> Just no effort was put into it. Right. And then when you meet everyone else who's got these elaborate like names, you're like, well, you really gave up on this one, didn't you? Yep. yep. Uh, gosh. Well, Matt, how many... Sorry, did you have something else to say?
1: No. Okay. No, I'm just anticipating your your yeah. rating system here.
0: How many post Malones would you give this movie? Post Malone's. He is in this movie. Okay. He is a rapper, singer.
1: Oh. Who okay. keeps
0: getting small roles in movies that I hate because I don't think he's good gotcha. at all. Gotcha. Don't worry everyone, he gets killed in oh. this movie. Pretty good. pretty fast.
1: Good. As he should, I guess. Yeah. In your book,
0: in my mind, zero is the best for Post Malone's, but <laughs> doesn't fit with our rating system. So obviously, zero Post Malone's is the worst. Five Post Malone's is the best.
1: Right. So. So. We'll we'll go counter to your own feelings about Post Malone, and we'll we'll say more is better. So I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna go right in the middle here. I'm gonna say this movie is is completely average. The bad parts of it are balanced out by the interesting plot and the use of dioramas. Sure. Um, for me, so I'm gonna go 2.5 <laughs> post Malones and um, leave it at that. See it if you want to. Mm. I don't care.
0: <laughs> Fair. Um I'm I'm at a 2.2 I think. Okay. It's just the you know I I agree with you about the plot like I was engaged but just the time jumps and the name cards and everything else that directors do that think that make them special but really they turn out dumb in my opinion. Mhm. Um means you get a 2.2. Really it's only still that high because I thought some of the action sequences were pretty good.
1: I'm coming around on the diorama. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, More dioramas, please, Guy Ritchie.
0: Yeah. There was a fair amount of Johnny Cash in
1: this song, or in this movie. Yes. So,
0: yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: Okay. Well, that's going to put our average rating for Wrath of Man at 2.35. Confident about that. Yes, correct. Um, <clears throat> So that's that's below average. So you know, wait till it's streaming. If you're an action guy or girl or non-binary, check it out. I will say that so this is this is the second
0: Guy Ritchie film we've reviewed. The first one was The Gentleman. Okay. I don't think we've seen another Guy Ritchie film together and reviewed it. Mm. But I remember that one. I don't remember if there was another one. Yeah, I'll say, and I I think we gave the the gentleman like below average too, if I remember correctly.
1: Hmm. I don't and remember that.
0: I will say in in follow up viewings, my rating has gone higher. Okay. So maybe that'll happen with this movie, but I doubt it.
1: Gotcha. I felt like I liked the gentleman, but I'd have to go back and listen to. I think you
0: episode. did, but I don't. I still don't think we got it really high marks Okay. I don't know but in general I once I saw it again one or two more times not in the theaters when it finally came to like yeah. streaming service I was like this is better than I thought okay so maybe Guy Ritchie maybe I'll take my things that I've said about you back but honestly probably not
1: yeah well you still have some more chances keep making movies yeah maybe you'll you'll get a, a hit out of us So, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Matt and Todd. Go to the movies where we reviewed The Wrath of Man. No, just Wrath of Man. Just Wrath of Man. There's no the at the beginning. Don't get confused. Don't get it twisted. And uh, gave it a, a below average rating. So, you know, watch if you want. But we don't really recommend. You can probably skip it. So, fair. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate all listeners. Unless you're an anti-vaxer, then get out of here. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time. Da 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 da.